Hey, Beautifully Built fam, what's up? Welcome back to the show. This is your host, Melissa Impet. Today, I've got a fit chick convo for you with the host of the Be Unapologetically You podcast. Her name is Kelsey, and it was such a blast having her on the show. We got into a pretty deep conversation about how we have some similarities with struggling with depression and anxiety. I really am grateful for Kelsey because she opened up the stage for me to start talking about some of these problems that I've struggled with in my past as well, and how we both were able to use the gym and fitness as a tool to battle depression and anxiety. So if you've ever suffered or you know someone who has suffered, make sure you tune into this episode. You're going to love Kelsey. I'm super excited to welcome her on the show. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Kelsey. Well, I'm super stoked to be on the podcast with you today. I'm so excited to share my experiences with your listeners and hopefully they can learn something from me um, to apply to their lives. Yeah, I'm sure the positivity and motivation is super contagious. Definitely, for sure. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? How did you get into this whole lifestyle? Okay, so I am currently residing in Houston, Texas. I have been a Texan for most of my life. I grew up out in West Texas, um, but I was born in Oklahoma, went back to school uh, in Oklahoma, got a degree in animal science. My husband and I met in school, and then we went to Oklahoma for my first big kid job, and I worked in higher ed for six years, and we kind of transitioned back to Texas and um, I went to school and got a master's degree in kinesiology because wow. my job paid for it. And uh, that's the and way to I, do it. Find a job that will pay for it. So smart. Especially if you want a higher ed degree, man. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's so expensive. So if you can find a way to help fund it, that's the way to do it and not that's carry brilliant. that debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I needed to transition out of higher ed. So I started looking for jobs that was in alignment with my goals and what I wanted to do. I knew I didn't want to be behind a desk. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to stay active. I'd been an athlete my entire life. So it's like, okay, I got to get out of the desk. And yeah. I found a company that I love and I'm, I'm so grateful to work with every day that is in alignment with their team and want their employees to grow. So I'm just super excited that I have that opportunity and that they, they don't view my coaching as a uh, conflict. They actually encouraged me to do my own business on the side. Yes, I, I love them for sure. Yeah. Um, but to kind of like elaborate a little bit more, I grew up as an athlete. I did track, powerlifting, uh, basketball, played basketball for 12 years. And then wow. when I got to college, I um, decided not to be a collegiate athlete. I had mm. the opportunity, to, but I decided not to because I wanted to just focus on school. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and as a result, I needed to figure out a way to like keep my energy like an outlet. Cause if I didn't stay active, I knew I'd lose my mind. Yeah. That was um, probably a big decision for you, whether to play sports in college or not. It really, really was. Mm. Um, but it had been a part of my life, my entire life. And I knew that I was ready for the next chapter of my life and that I wouldn't be open to all the opportunities to grow if I had to play college sports. Yeah. That's um, really interesting to hear. I was the complete opposite. <laughs> I was the laziest person ever in college. I came into college definitely not looking into sports, not even club sports. So I can't even imagine having to make that big decision because I'm sure that was a huge part of your routine. It really was, um, but I'd always had a big focus on academics and like I had always been like a personal development, like nerd in some capacity, even when I was in high school. And so I'd had lots of time to like focus on it. And I was academically really, really successful. So I was able to find a way to pay for it. But after that, I went to school and I had to figure out a way to direct myself. And I came across fitness competitions. And 
Um, this was prior to the bikini division. It was yeah. prior to Instagram. Instagram wow. didn't really come into fruition until the end of my college years. Wow. Um, so, so, so where did you hear about these competitions? Um, I'd always been an oxygen reader. Okay. And magazines, so, bringing it back to the magazines. <laughs> I know, right? I still am a big oxygen magazine fan because yeah. they pull research and they get really good sources yeah. for things. And I was exposed to them and I, I, and I met somebody in the gym that they had a fitness pro. Um, he was a pro bodybuilder and they were actually going to host the first bodybuilding show they ever had on Oklahoma state's campus. Cool. So I, that I was, that was too good to be it. true. Right in front yeah. of you. Yeah. And so I ended up like coaching myself through the first competition and, uh, really bounced back really, really hard. Um, but I kind of fell into that lifestyle, that fitness lifestyle. Mm. And then over the years, I, I just figured out how to morph it. I went to powerlifting because I really wanted to feel strong and not focus on my physique and how it looked. Mm -hmm. And then I went back to fitness competitions and then I had an even worse rebound because I didn't have a post-show plan. And now I purely just focus on getting strong and living my best life and having the energy to do what I want to do every day and be the best person that I can be. Yeah, I love that. I love so that's that. like the, the not so short answer to your questions. Yeah. So I, I'm really kind of curious because I did one fitness competition and I had such issues with the whole rebounding thing. So let's chat a little bit more so the listeners who haven't done it understand. So for you, what, what happened after post-show? So I've competed three times. Um, post-show, I didn't have a plan for how to reintroduce macronutrients back into my yeah. life. So yeah. I started to eat everything versus having one or two meals to get my maintenance calories back up. Mm -hmm. Um, and did that for like three or four days and it instantly put like 20 pounds back on. That was <laughs> me. Oh, I, you know, I had heard so many competitors talking about like reverse dieting and slowly adding calories back into your diet. And I'll never forget, like right after the show, I stopped. I don't know why you have the weirdest cravings too. I don't know why, but I was craving life cereal, like the cinnamon life cereal. And I ate like the entire box. Like, I could not mm -hmm. control myself. It's wild. Yeah. And there's no, and you can't control yourself because you've, you've dieted that long that your hunger hormones are not in alignment. Mm. So you don't know whether you're full or not. You can't, you don't know when that sensation is. All you know is that your body is hungry and that it's starving. Yeah. And so that's why a reverse diet is so critical. And that's why anybody that asks me about competing, I always, always tell them, make sure that you're not doing this to become fit because that's not what it's about. It's completely, yeah. it's a different, it's a sport. It is yeah, it's really a, sport. a sport. You really have to handle it super responsibly. Mm -hmm. And yeah. any issues that you have on the side, if you don't find a way to address them outside of food or anything else, it's going to show on your body. Yes. Because if you are stressed out, your body's going to hold on to everything. And if you don't learn how to manage your stress, it's going to show. If you don't do your workouts and get everything you've got, it's going to show. It's one yeah. of those sports and events that, you want to become mentally strong, it can definitely do that. But man, it'll make your issues come to the surface faster than you ever thought was humanly possible. That is so accurate. And force you to figure out ways to address them outside yes. of food, yes. um, which is good. But man, all the other side effects are not worth it when you could do that so much better with a coach and yeah. learn that healthy lifestyle. Um, I think it's some, a serious, serious decision that somebody should really take into account. Mm. Um, or they even even consider it because that's not the next step. 
Everybody thinks it's the next step of your journey. It is not. It's finding a way to live this lifestyle more effortlessly. That is the next step. And that's a great way of putting it. Living the lifestyle more effortlessly. I love that. That's a great quote right there. (laughs) You don't want to work at it because if you're living your best life and your healthiest life, you're, you're going to just be focusing on whatever the next step is and not be having to sit there like, Oh my God, I have to drink all the water. Oh, I want to drink this whole bottle of wine, but I know I shouldn't. Like it becomes more in tune with your goals and more in alignment over time. Mm. So I also loved that you mentioned working with a coach and I feel like so many people are so reluctant to hire a coach because it's an investment. So what's your thoughts on that? You know, how did you make the decision to start working with a coach? Because we were actually talking before the podcast about business too, hiring a business coach and making sure to invest in yourself. Definitely. I had a coach the last two times I competed and I've had a coach for the last several years because of my powerlifting. And it has been one of the most pivotal, pivotal decisions I've ever had in my life. And the reason why is because I'm not having to sit there and make every decision. I don't have to pray that I have the knowledge or the resources and their network to have the right answer. Mm. I'm, I'm allowing somebody else to do that. And all I have to do is follow the plan and provide feedback. The other thing that it provides is, is a shortcut to results because they've gone through and had those experiences or they should have Mm. and help you get to that. Um, but this becomes what a critical part that I've, I've noticed with a lot of my clients and myself is that if I don't feel like I can relate to the coach or connect with them, it's not going to be a good fit. Mm-hmm. So I have to make sure that I know, like, and trust whoever I'm working with. Yeah, that's for it's sure. So true. And because if you don't, if you can't talk to your coach about maybe you had a binge episode or that you had the most shittiest can I curse on here? Yeah, of course. Of course you can. <laughs> the shittiest workout of your life. You got to have that conversation and you can't, you can't be hiding that from them. Yeah. You have to be open and have that conversation because if you're with the right coach, that coach is going to have your best interest at heart, no matter what. That's mm. the most important thing. And my coaches that I've ever, always worked with, um, I made sure that I felt like I had a connection with them. And I understand that for them to work with me, that I had to give them something in exchange for, for putting time and investment with me. You did not go to school growing up and those teachers went to school for free. Yeah, that's so true. (laughs) Those teachers had to go and get degrees. Yeah, we hope so. Right. Yeah. And then they go to work to educate you. Not, they love it, but they also expect to be paid at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, because they have bills just like the rest of us. And it's something that if you can afford to go out to eat a couple days a week or um, you are just not even taking time to budget your money, you probably have the money for a coach. Um, You just don't want to address yourself that you have a problem and that you actually need help. Yeah, it's really interesting how you can make numerous trips to H&M, but you don't want to invest in yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And it's so pivotal and you will, you will learn something so much more quicker when you have somebody in your corner with you, holding you accountable. Accountability. Will, yes. That accountability so is so faster. huge. Yeah, it is. And we really underestimate it, especially when our friends and family don't understand Yeah, or they don't know how to accomplish what you want. 
Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I'm just so grateful for, for the people who have been in my life and been mentors and coaches to me, because just like you're saying, it reduces the amount of time that it takes to figure something out. And just having someone in your corner is like the best feeling. It's just, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have hard days. And to have someone there that you can reach out to and know that they're there to support you, it's, there's no better feeling. Community is just so important to me. Exactly. And especially as women and men have this too, is that we have to have that support system in order to continue to make changes in our lives. Change is, is the only constant we have in our life besides taxes. <laughs> besides taxes. <laughs> and, but if we have somebody to help us work through those changes and create this new lifestyle and overcome those hurdles, it's going to feel a lot more of like, it's going to be more in alignment. Mm or in flow. There's the word. In flow. Yeah. What you're wanting to go to versus feeling like every time you hit a speed bump, instead of going over the speed bump, you face plant into the speed bump. Face plant. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's no fun. You bottom out right over the speed bump. (laughs) No, you don't bottom out. You face plant in it. The the engine comes out all the way and there goes your face. (laughs) It's not worth it. No, you just don't, you don't, you don't want to waste your time doing that. That's for sure. Yeah. And I just had another thought because I know there are a lot of people have apprehension is start small. Yeah. Start by doing like if a coach has like a a membership plan or something, start with that. Mm. And then it'll help you kind of build that muscle, that invest in yourself muscle. So whether it's invest in yourself muscle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or a book or um, a little mini course or something like that. And then work on that. And eventually you will be able to feel more in alignment with that decision to pay an even higher price if you need to, to accomplish that next goal. That's great advice. Mm. So let's chat about how, you know, how this whole lifestyle has made an impact on your life. Oh man. It's yeah. That's such a huge question, but we love hearing about it. Yeah. So I have suffered with anxiety and depression my entire life. It's a big genetic factor in my family. Um, most people don't even know it. Um, I actually have suffered with two suicidic episodes in my life, once in college and once in high school. Um, but I found fitness was a way to address that because it allowed me, um, for most people that have suicidal thoughts, anxiety, or depression, control is an issue. Mm. We want to have control of our life and we feel like everything's spiraling out of control. We can't control our thoughts, our emotions or anything. But one thing about fitness is it allowed me to realize that I have the control to create what I want. Mm-hmm. It gave me that point to direct energy and start to build those proper habits I needed to be able to manage that. And it was not something I could, I did overnight. It took time to build that over con- and be consistent and be able to truly realize that I didn't have to live that way. I did not have to suffer every day. I could have a healthy lifestyle. I could have a healthy brain and, and take steps forward. And it's been so pivotal and it's allowed me to really take steps in my life toward things that I've always wanted in my life because I, I started to do things I never thought I could do. I never thought I could deadlift twice my body weight. I never Mm -hmm. thought I could bench press my body weight. I never thought I could squat twice my body weight. I mean, I never thought I could run miles or anything, but those kind of accomplishments were something that I gained a mental part that I can do this. And I was able to translate that over to other aspects of my life. I mean, fitness has been the best thing in my life and it's helped me through so many things. I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. 
I'm so appreciative of you being so transparent about this because it's, it's so surprising to a lot of people because they see you on social media and they see how positive you are and there's such a backstory to all of our lives. And it's, it's really hitting home for me because I'm finally getting to a place in my own story where I'm willing to be a little bit more vulnerable mm-hmm. um, because I, I dealt with so many of the same things that you were just mentioning. And it's mm-hmm. like such a dark time in life that sometimes it's really hard to bring it to light. And I'm just like, I'm really, it's, it's, it means a lot to me that you're so willing to share that with us because it, it's hard. It's hard to speak about that sometimes. And it's, I'm coming to a point in my journey where I'm just starting to like open up to talk about those darker days. So hearing that mm-hmm. from you and just hearing you be able to speak about it so freely because you're using it as a lesson for people means so much to me. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, of course. And just to realize that life is a cycle. Mm. You're either going into a storm, you're in a storm or coming out. Mm. Very, very rarely are you in days with sunshine. You are usually having to look through the clouds to make it look better. But if you realize life is a cycle, then you realize that it's not always going to be bad Mm -hmm. and it's not always going to be good. So that makes you grateful for every day that you have, every lesson that you have. And as weird as this sounds, I feel like everything that I've ever went through helped me be prepared for whatever the next challenge I was going to face. No matter what you believe in, I feel like some, for some reason, everything we go through is almost like a preparation for that next, for what's next. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, the big thing for me to help like really be more open with this is when I realized that so many other people were suffering with this and a lot of people don't realize that that's not normal. That you should not be suffering with it because if you've never talked about anybody, you realize that that is your own normal, but you don't realize that that is not okay. And if I sit here and I hide and I'm shameful of those experiences, then I'm allowing somebody else to suffer when they have no reason to. Mm. And also I, I did, I don't have to tell everybody. I can just start with telling the people that I'm closest to and seeking Mm -hmm. help with a therapist. You know, that's why we have professionals. That's why. Uh, this is going to sound stupid, but back to the investment piece, if that means going and get a freaking doctor's appointment to get medication or to get CBD or to go get a therapist so that you can be better every day, it is worth it because what you're going to learn for the lifetime of skills is going to pay off. And do not tell me you don't have the money because if you want it bad enough, you will find a way to do it. You will get another job. You will sell everything you own. Yes. Figure it out because if there's a way you can get stupid Blink-182 concerts tickets overnight, you can find a way to make money, enough money to go to the doctor or get help with whatever that is because the result of that will pay off for you 10 freaking fold. And I would never how open I can be anymore because now I know somebody can realize that they're not alone. Yeah. And that your, your story can really make such a big impact in somebody's life. Exactly. And that you can be happy on the other side. Yeah. And I just, I can't agree with you more on how fitness just played such a big role in my life because I have, I have this motto. I actually have it tattooed on my wrist and it's addicted to proud. And I, I had, I suffered from a lot of different addiction issues and I got to the point where I was so broken that I needed to figure out a way to pick myself back up. And I realized that fitness was that exact way. It was this way where I could make myself feel proud again every single day. Every time I walked out of that gym, I, I had this feeling and it was, it was almost like a high, right? Like this, it was almost like a high 
but it was just such a more positive way to build myself back up again. Exactly. And it's, it's like a muscle, just like in our body, it takes time and practice and effort to learn how to, to work that muscle and to be able to do that and realize that you are worthy of that feeling Mm. and that you don't have to suffer. I feel like, especially as women and even some men, my husband suffers with this sometimes is that we feel like we're not worthy of having that feeling. We're not worthy of being happy. We're not worthy of getting out of this situation when we are we just have to take whatever the next step is yeah, and realize that it's going to be okay. And that if we need help, we need to ask for it. Yeah. And that is, it is so worth it on the other side. It is so worth it. So mm-hmm. worth it. So Kelsey, tell us a little bit about what you do to keep yourself motivated or on those days when you're not having the most motivated of days, what do you do to help yourself? Okay. Um, one, I don't believe in motivation. <laughs> yes, that's, I love that. That's been such a common answer. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I believe in inspiration. Yes. And I believe that sometimes it's just real. And that for me is connecting with my why. Mm. Why do I do this every day? Why do I pursue this lifestyle? And I just take a moment to one, be grateful that I have the ability to pursue this type of lifestyle in the way that I do. I have many friends that have been through wars that no longer have the use of their legs. They can't run or anything of that sort and or squat. So like, or they have missing limbs from accidents. So I'm just grateful for that. And two, I remind myself that if I'm going to be proud at the end of it and also that how much I've accomplished and I just put my clothes on and I just take one step in front of the other and just go from there. And I focus on creating the routine that I need to keep myself in the best state possible. Mm. Um, Just because I've been past those episodes does not mean I still don't have low moments. So I've had to create routines and habits to support keeping myself in this higher vibration, vibe, state, however you want to feel it. That does not mean I don't have negative or low days. Like yesterday, I could have killed everybody in sight. Oh my gosh. I think it's just a huge part of entrepreneur life too, because there Mm -hmm. are so many ups and downs. I like, sometimes I just wake up on the wrong side of the bed and it takes work to get yourself out of that funk. Yeah. And I was listening to your get out of the funk. Yeah. You like that? I was sitting over here like, hallelujah. Amen. Just I was so excited because before I released that episode, I was like, this is kind of weird talking about being in a funk, but I got such great feedback. So I'm I'm grateful that it was helpful for people because it's true. You can make a choice. You can make a decision. Exactly. And I truly believe everything is a choice in life. I believe we have the ability. We can't always determine what happens to us, but we can always determine how we react to it. Yeah. And we can always move on to whatever the next moment is. I, I always hated the saying that, oh my gosh, now my day is ruined. Yes. And this one of thing. And I, nothing peeps me more than any <laughs> than that because you were blessed to wake up today. You were blessed to have moments after that moment. You can find a way to be happy, to be grateful for something and get over it and find a way to be happy at the end of the day. That does not mean you're not sad or angry or whatever the case may be, but you're going to be able to move on from that moment. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, exactly. And nor does the world revolve around you. So Mm -hmm. that's the other thing. But do be grateful that we're a blob of water sitting in the middle of space rotating around a big Isn't that wild to think about when you're having a bad day? Like we're on earth, which is just crazy. It's insane. Exactly. And you would think by now they would find another earth because the universe is enough for real. Yeah. 
it's super crazy. It's yeah. Crazy. When you look at the big picture of life, it really makes your little problem not seem so bad. Exactly. <laughs> and it's probably not, and you may have had bigger problems in your life. Yeah. And your pro- the biggest problem of your life probably hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> exactly. So it's just take it day by day and we'll just work on getting better each moment. Mm. It, you, you may not be able to be perfect or handle that situation perfectly in the next day. Just reflect on it and move on. The biggest thing that kind of changed my life was having a reflection practice where I thought at the end of the day, if I could have handled this better, what would I, what would I have done differently? Or was I happy with how that situation turned out? Yeah. You know, and not so much to beat myself up, but to reflect on, was I in alignment with my choices? Yeah. Was I happy with how that worked out? And it just helped me approach situations that challenged me again it, with a better mindset and a better perspective because I've had time to know what felt good for me. Yeah. That reflection practice is really cool because you're, you're almost like making sure that you're growing through things. Yeah. I, I learned like it from Dale Carnegie. Ooh, um, I like that. Uh, how to make friends and influence people. Yeah, that's a great one. A guy that reflected over his appointment book and how he felt about each of those. And it allows you to learn from it and never be, stay stagnant. I'm a big yeah. proponent of always growing. Yeah, there's nothing fun about staying stagnant. No. Even that all. word just kind of like irks me. <laughs> I agree, definitely. I hate when they call, um, if you go to like a higher end restaurant, they call it sparkling or still water. Yeah. And I hate the I hate the still water. I'm like, no, it's just water. One I don't ever want to be water. still. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, nope, I would like water, not still water. <laughs> no, don't offer me still water. <laughs> Which is hilarious because my, my undergrad school was in Stillwater, Oklahoma. So get out ironic. of here. <laughs> yeah. It's because Oklahoma State's in Stillwater, Oklahoma. That is hysterical. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, Kelsey. It has been so much fun chatting with you. I feel like we've like known each other. I agree. I so enjoy it. And I just hope that your audience realizes that it's, it's not about perfection. It's all about progress mm. and just making steps towards your goal and just taking it one day, one moment at a time. Yeah. You guys, so Kelsey also has a podcast. So Kelsey, tell us where the listeners can find you hanging out, where they can connect with you more and where they can listen to you. Sure, definitely. So I spend a lot of my time on Facebook and Instagram, but Instagram is yeah. probably the most popular mm-hmm. place to find me. Yep. And my handle is Kelsey, K-E-L-S-E-Y-L-A-N-E Fitness. So cool. Kelsey Lane Fitness. Perfect. And then my uh, podcast is called Be Unapologetically You Radio. And it's on SoundCloud and iTunes. But you can also find it on Instagram at Be Unapologetically You Radio. And I have the handle there for you as well. I would love for you to come over and let me know that you found it, found me from the podcast and let me know if there's any questions I can answer with you. Awesome. You. So I'll definitely make sure to put all those links down below in the show notes too. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. So you dropped so many nuggets of advice, but I just love closing out episodes with one last takeaway that you could leave the listeners with. So out of everything that you dropped, what is one last thing that you would leave everyone with? So it's a saying that my mom used to tell me um, growing up, and it's by Kermit the Frog. Yes. And she um, said, if you haven't been happy lately, don't blame the blues. If you haven't uh, been dancing lately, don't blame your shoes because there's a party going on anytime you choose. Wow. That's from Kermit the Frog? Yeah, it's an older, older Muppets episode. That is amazing. What a cool thing for your mom to say to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Life is what you make of it. That's for sure. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Drop the mic. <laughs> Please don't drop the mic. Mic's no. so expensive. Please don't do it. This microphone's way too expensive to drop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kelsey, thank you so much for coming on and just being so real and open and transparent with all of us. I really, really appreciate hearing your words. Of course. I had such an awesome time. And thank you all for listening to this episode. We so appreciate it. Be sure to let us know what you love. Yeah. And Reach tag us, us on episode. Instagram. Yeah. Tag us. Tag us. Screenshot. Tag us. We love it. We love hearing yeah. from everyone. <laughs>